This is the final part of episode 7 of season 2 of the Climate Alarm Clock. This season we've started a culture feature where Anna chats to Kaylee Crossan about how climate is represented in culture and we're continuing that feature now but in a slightly different vein. We're joined by stand-up comedian Cullum O'Regan whose new show is entitled Climate Warrior. Hi there, I'm Anna Pringle. As Dara said, we're talking about culture this season and how it can help us make sense of climate change. And today we're going to look at how comedy can play a role. We're delighted to be joined by Colm O'Regan. Not only is Colm a stand-up comedian, he's also a best-selling author and broadcaster. Colm's new show is called Climate Warrior, A Hypocrite's Guide to Just Doing Something. It's being presented by Future Limerick, the Climate Arts Festival, and it's on May 21st at the Bell Table Arts Centre in Limerick. The column, tell us a little bit about how you got to this point and what you're hoping to do with the Climate Warrior show. Yeah, it's uh, a long uh, story and not all of it is interesting, <laughs> I suppose. I am a as somebody who has been aware of climate change and things being wrong for a long time and it's interesting I'm th- I, I think about it a lot because years and years ago uh, in the late 80s I remember that famous Time magazine cover with Endangered Earth I don't know if you remember there was a planet and it had barbed wire wrapped around it and it was a special so this was maybe 1987-88 and I remember being a 10 year old worried about the Amazon rainforest and Captain Planet and Defenders of the Earth was on television and there was a sense of the environment and the ozone layer and all of that but it was very much out there and it was something that other other countries were doing and aren't they terrible and bad guys dump you know on in a cartoon cartoonishly evil people dumping waste in a river you know and all the or jaguars running away in fear and sitting at home going, oh, somebody needs to do something about this. And so being aware of that. And then there was, I remember the hole in the ozone layer and it was your fridges and aerosol and your deodorants and all that. So there was that period of life. And then there was worrying about the Amazon and all that kind of thing. And climate change came into it and then I remember that there was I guess I got distracted for 20 years you know I'm 44 now and I I feel like for a long period of time there it's not that there wasn't much about it I I got distracted and generations got distracted by doing other stuff but it sort of transpires that very clever PR made sure that we weren't really that focused on it. You know, I was never a climate denier, but I don't remember thinking about it for a long time and then coming back to it uh, as a as a topic only, you know, in the last few years. And so it's always it's always been there. And I guess, as I say, in the in the show, there's a realization that a lot of people took their eye off the ball. You know, and it's not about like, oh, you need a personal carbon footprint and all that kind of thing. It's more you're kind of as a citizen. What were we all doing (laughs) over the last while while all this is going on? And if you look, you know, if you look at like consumption and biodiversity collapse, it's all been happening on our on our like this isn't something that's set in stone. And there's also a feeling that 
you know, like back in the 80s, particularly for anybody over a certain age, you're like, you had like one jumper, one pair of jeans. There was no consumerism and it was just boring. And you'd be watching American TV and they'd have a phone of their own. Children would have a phone in the bedroom. And they seemed, you know, they all had, they all seemed to have like clean clothes. It's very and exotic. All that kind of thing. And, and then when we got a bit of money, we were like, there's no way I'm going back to that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I still feel there are times where like cons- consumer decisions are still made to spite the 80s. And go, no, I will get something new. I'm just, I'll not go back to that 18% interest rates. We somehow had 18% interest rates, yeah. inflation and unemployment all at the same time. And we're still like, still going on about it. Like, you know, even though it's like two generations ago. <laughs> so, um, so I was, you know, uh, so I've, I've been aware of it. And I think um, a couple of things in terms of the journey and doing stuff. Like, it's really hard to, so you can do your own, you can do your own like, well, you know, uh, we recycle and and until you realize recycling is mostly bullshit and you know because it's like we're consuming way more just so we i'm glad of all this cardboard just so i can re- increase my cardboard uh recycling percentages you know uh because there's that sense of the economy sorry ruby i'm in the middle of something there pet what's wrong you give me an apple is it is my daughter give me an apple here so uh it wouldn't wouldn't play That's well to nice. the um to the uh, people trying to buy tickets for my show if I was to shout get out of the room <laughs> while, while recording a <laughs> podcast about the importance of being a it's good a citizen I, you know can't you see I'm trying to save the world anyway so she gave me an apple and in fairness it's she's uh, started the apple and I'm finishing it so I'm cutting down on food waste uh, one of the things as a as a, I haven't begun an apple in years at this stage it's just finishing apples is all I do these days but anyway um <laughs> It's really hard to go from like, oh, we must be responsible citizen and cut down a carbon footprint to those actions which take you out of yourself, you know. And my kind of gateway thing was uh, picking up rubbish around the place, you know, the local area. And it's not tidy towns, no competition. We just walk along the canal and a bit of the Grand Canal I live near and sometimes the Camac. And last Saturday was the Liffey picking up rubbish. And rubbish is not climate change not you know and it's not it's possibly helps biodiversity but it's part of this um when you when you work with a group of people you suddenly have the confidence to walk outside your door with any kind of banner on and even if it's just picking up litter it's such a rubicon that gets crossed you know where you are no longer I mean, you're a nosy fecker. Like, you're going around going, who dumped that? And, oh, it's a disgrace. You know, it does turn you into that. But like, you know, I'm at that age anyway where I should yeah. be, by law, turning into somebody who's... But once you put on a high-vis, yeah. you you've got exactly, license yeah, to do Exactly, yeah, you're less of a crank when you've got a, high, a branded high-vis. Yeah. Um, and in doing that, you know, it's a really diverse group of people. people. There are people in the group who don't like cyclists and there's people in the group who don't like motorists. But what we have in common is we have actually done physical work together, you know, and it's a bit of a mehel, you know, and it's and it means that when we're discussing other stuff, there is this platform of goodwill. Now, it's important to not then burn it with a big row about something, but you just have like it's just great being part of a group of people who are doing a thing together and, and maybe who knows when we'll all need each other. And it's that, that kind of, so that's maybe, that's part of the journey. And then just a sense of, you know, 
But you know, you're uh, sorry, you're 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 touching on yeah. two things actually that we're focusing on a lot in this season, and one is that anybody can get out and do something, and and we're kind of looking at different people who are doing different things to take action, um, and and then that role of community, and then the other part then is as we said yeah. the culture part, and then so how do you step back Something and make funny. some some yeah. a piece of art or funny ab- yeah, about it's, that? Yeah, it's a challenge because. Because actually being funny about climate change has two, two challenges. One, the underlying topic is, is grim and doesn't have a redemption arc that we know of. It has many, many arcs, you know, many wins, but still against the backdrop of, of like, you know, um, it's like we're like, imagine, imagine the film Titanic where they solved some, some of the class issues, but the thing still hit the iceberg. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're still all kind of, we're still, but Jack still, you know, was able to represent the injustice of third class steerage, but they still hit the bloody iceberg, you know? Um, and, but, so that's one challenge, right? And the other problem with uh, trying to be funny against the backdrop of, um, climate change or the green green stuff is that it's worthy (laughs) and comedy is supposed to be about puncturing it's supposed to be about naughtiness boldness and puncturing pomposity and nothing sounds more pompous than it's a disgrace the level of packaging around this easter egg and nothing is funnier than i'm gonna eat four (laughs) easter eggs so you just shove it up your hole you know it's that like that's that is the the challenge of uh, trying to be funny around it. And so um, there's a part of the show is about how do you find uh, action within imperf- imperfection and within our own hypocrisies and sort of uselessness? How do we how do we do stuff? And therefore, that's the human aspect of it, because the one thing comedy definitely is, is about humans making mistakes and trying and making a balls of it and then continuing to try. And, you know, you can self-deprecate up to a point, but then you have to say, but I did this, you know, and that's that's kind of the the message because um, it's very, you know, when, when you're watching comedy and and the, the comedian says, but, you know, but seriously, and you're like, oh, God, here comes the comedian doing the serious bit. That's so cringy, you know, so it's trying to make sure it's not too cringy as well. That's important, I think. Yeah, it's quite the challenge. Um, and you know, fair play to you for taking it on. I mean, so did you, as you were considering your new show, did did you consider not doing <laughs> yeah. this, or what made yeah, you, you know, decide that now is the time to tackle it? So first it? of all, I I I like making jokes and I like writing comedy, and you write comedy about stuff that's happening, and this is a huge thing that's happening, and uh, so and also like, so this is my job. I I I'm maybe a communicator of sorts. I try and make people laugh, and at the end of it, like looking back, there's going to have to be questions asked of everybody. So what did you do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? With your, the thing that you, you're you good at, like what, what did you use it for, you know? Um, and as in the grimmest sense, when I'm staring at my grandchildren, when I'm minding my grandchildren while their parents are off foraging for berries in a wasteland. Yeah. But well, they're giving you apple yeah, well, cores. App- and literally we're <laughs> eating them out of necessity, not out of a need to reduce food waste, but because like we're living in some sort of Venusian <laughs> post-apocalyptic landscape. I want to be able to look them in the eye and say I did more than zero. Like even that, even an, even a little bit more. Um, yeah, like what, like what else would you be doing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's, 
It's also an element of once yeah. you know, you can't unknow, you know. Once you, you know, you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's interesting what you said about you're using the skills that you have and the thing that you do, and you're applying it to what you see as as this major issue. When you think about comedy, particularly, I mean, what do you think the role? What role can comedy play in um, in communicating the climate message and helping people deal with it? I mean, how do you see the role well, of comedy? Well, I mean, for a start, if you're a campaigner or you're involved in the area I feel like my first duty is have you been to a show where you know that your world view is sort of reflected and you can relax and have a laugh like if you're a climate if you're like I'm not emotionally exhausted by this I haven't spent years campaigning I'm aware of the bad news I've got some coping mechanisms where I can go if it all goes to hell in a handcart I'm just not going to spend the next 20 years depressed about it but if you are like really upset about it like it'd be nice to go to a show to have a laugh and 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 that the jokes are not at your expense you know what i mean like that's my first kind of port of call is the the insiders who are exhausted maybe they could do it a laugh maybe they could do it something to bring somebody along who is on the fence or is doesn't understand what they experience and and then they might you know like this is so has to be so incremental i like the as a 40 something male the temptation to say nobody has done this before and now it is uh, the universe has anointed me as the person to come and fix it like that's huge it's a huge temptation to fall into that but all i'm i am i'm tiny incremental chipping away using what i do uh to give people a night out who are in this area and a laugh and then maybe they bring somebody else along like i'm not going to try and reach the assholes in this show you know there's some like it's about it's about moving the window you know the overton window of like what might we have a, what might we joke about and in t- and what stories we tell ourselves and all that is there somewhere somewhere doing this you know and other people are doing it as well too through different art forms and in comedy um but as you know the way when somebody says uh, like you produce any form of art or comedy or book you know like obviously this has been done before it just hasn't been done by me you know so like yeah that's yeah. that's the that's the essential hubris of anybody in this industry you know the feeling that the world needs to <laughs> hear from me on this topic but it's definitely not the only uh not the only voice um but you know everybody's got a perspective but i think the world d- yeah, but I think the world does need culture and every aspect of culture yeah. to be engaging with yeah. this topic as opposed to forgetting about it, you know. And, and I like what you said about it. it gives people a chance to go along and have a laugh. And then hopefully people who go to it say, oh, you should go to this show. It's yeah. very funny. Not because it's about climate, but just because it's very funny. And then you maybe have a, you know, another audience coming yeah. along that expands I that am not, perspective I am a bit. not quoting facts about insect collapse or... You know what I mean? Like we have enough. First of all, I'm not qualified, and you know stats are so complicated and multivarious. They, you know, to quote them in short form does them a, an injustice. I am so it's yeah. So it's not grim. It will. It's funny, but and but there's obviously an element of dark humor because there has to be given the topic, and um. But hopefully okay. something people can. There's a literal takeaway. Um, and I use the word literally, literally, like we used to in the old days. Uh, there's a thing you can take away <laughs> as as an aid to what you might do next with hopefully without it being preachy or um, 
uh, what's the word, uh, you know, glib. You know, it's just something to kind of literally take away. So that's kind of, that's my promise. Come along, you know, in a topic that is, that has, that's, it's like we, we joked, we joke about the pandemic, but not, that does not disrespect what bad things happen to people. We, what we, what we're joking about is how we reacted to it or the unexpected consequences of when a society is under a particular strain, you know, and the things that we all noticed and it's the laughter of recognition and all that. So that's kind of, um, it's in the same vein, um, now that's great and I think in Ireland we have a long tradition of using dark yeah. humour to cope with things anyway um, so Colin that sounds great um, so where is the show going to be on and when and when yeah, can we go and it's see on, it uh, the, the, the next show is in Limerick on the 21st of May at 8pm and it's part of Future Limerick and I think you can find out about it on futurelimerick.ie um, it, which is a, it's a climate and art or a climate arts festival and so it's part of that. So there's lots of other events on there. It's at the Bell Table Art Centre. And so you can access it either through future, I think it's futurelimerick.ie or indeed, the you know, the Lime Tree, Lime Tree Theatre, Bell Table. It's all part of the same complex through their site as well too. Or on, find me on social media at Colm O'Regan on Twitter. And you may be damn sure it's my pinned tweet <laughs> selling tickets for, for it's, that's what we're all doing. We're all just trying to, all trying to sell the tickets. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put all those details in the show notes as well. And so is it just Limerick for now? Or are you going, are you, have you got plans for a nationwide tour or anything like that? It's in Limerick for now. Uh, I'll be back in Galway at the Arts Festival in July and gradually, July 22nd. And uh, it'll be back in Dublin as well too, I'm sure. It had been in Smock Alley in February. So gradually building up the shows around the country for whoever wants it. But what I'd love to do is do it for community groups. Anybody who does stuff, you know, and... So if you're a community group that want to have a good old laugh, uh, do get in touch with me because, you know, this is something that I'd like to uh, just bring to as many people as possible. It it's for it's for everybody, but I definitely think about the kind of activists and people involved as they deserve to laugh, too, because they're not they have no ulterior motive. Like there's no money in this. I mean, there might be a few people who are wealthy involved in this but you know there's there's only one reason to get involved in all of this really and that's to do something um because it's not like you're it's not like i'm uh writing uh, jokes hoping that some solar powered some solar company will say all right that's that's who we need now to front our new so even though, even though I'd gladly do it like I'll take it <laughs> I'll take it like I'll take I'll take anyone's money if they're giving it away you know uh, but you want to be you want to be discovered by big solar big solar yeah big anything yeah I mean I'll you know if I'll speak truth to power I'll tear the fossil fuel industry down from the inside in ways you might not even know I'm doing it at all it might look like I'm actively <laughs> climate washing them but uh, no I, I and but but also there's enough jokes in it for anybody to go along to as a comedy show and you won't, you know, if you're somebody who hasn't engaged with it before, you're not going to feel preached at. Like, because we, we, I'm not preaching to the converted, I'm talking to the converted, but anybody else will find it a good chat as well, is sort of the, the, the aim, because we don't have time for people to be turned away. Like, there is no... There is no time for people to be getting the wrong end of the stick or 
feeling guilt or shame. It's like, like slate's clean, you know, it's fine. We just need to start now, you know. Okay, we all should have yep. started earlier, but could we start now or, or tomorrow? But like sometime, you know. You forgot to ask Anna, but what about China? What is the point of us doing anything if China are using their coal-powered power stations and Brazilians supplying beef? You forgot that yeah. bit. Yeah, because... Don't forget to ask yeah, that. Yeah, we're so small, Colin. Yeah, yeah, the Pat Kenny question. Don't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's great. It's great to do an interview where I'm not asked about China. Thanks so much for joining us on the Climate Alarm Clock column and best of luck with the show in Limerick. And in case anybody missed the name, it's the Climate Warrior on May 21st at the Bell Table Arts Centre in Limerick. That's it for this week. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Climate Alarm Clock and on Twitter at The Climate Alarm. If you like what we do, be sure to share your favourite clip with a friend. Until next week, goodbye.